Welcome to the Leader's Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leader's Edge. In this episode, we talk with John Four, co-founder and CEO of TrustLayer, which is an insure tech that has developed an automated insurance verification system. TrustLayer participated in the first cohort of the BrokerTech Ventures Accelerator three years ago. We wanted to hear from a participant just how valuable this opportunity has been and how his company has changed in the years since. Let's hear from John Four. John, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to um, chat with you this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. This is great. I've been looking forward to this. Great. Well, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, a little bit about TrustLayer, your company. Uh, you all provide an automated insurance verification process that uses um, AI and machine learning to enable sort of real-time insights into different aspects of insurance, validity, exclusions, that type of thing. You all joined the first cohort of the BTV Accelerator in 2020. So tell us why you decided to apply for the Accelerator and what your company looked like before versus after the experience. <laughs> that, is a great, that is a great question. Um, it looked very different than what it is today. So we, as we were getting into, as it, like, insurtechs have two different kind of strategies, it seems like. One is we're going to come, we're going to come in and we're totally going to displace everything. And like, they have this view that, that everyone in the industry is like, has this like antiquated way of doing things and we're just going to blow everything up. That's good. And sometimes, you know, that happens. There's, there's success. We wanted to take a very different approach. We wanted to figure out what is the best way we could work as collaboratively as possible with the insurance industry. And we were super fortunate to meet this group called BTV, which honestly I didn't know much about. But once we started reading about who the founders were, who the like early participants of BrokerTech Ventures, Ventures was, we were, uh, we were all pretty excited uh, to, to join. Uh, and, and I say we, it wasn't a lot of we there. I think we had three people on the team uh, and today we're over 50. So in the last two years we have, since doing BTV, we have, we have uh, drastically changed wow. uh, and grown, grown really significantly. Uh, and I don't think we would have done it without BTV, uh, period. Uh, the, the, uh, the level of like guidance and mentorship, uh, we received was was pretty uh, pretty great, uh, and so a lot of our a lot of our success we look forward uh, we look back on uh, to to our involvement with uh, working really hands in like hand in hand with the BTV crew. So tell me what you learned about brokerage from this group of definitely esteemed industry players that you never would have learned elsewhere. Yeah, I think it's, we were fortunate, unfortunate enough to do it during the beginning of like earlier days of COVID. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, you know, no one was traveling and people were, people were at home uh, and we were able to get FaceTime with C-level folks at a number of the most innovative brokerages in the country. Uh, don't get me wrong, it would have been great to actually grab a beer with Dan Quixote. <laughs> but like in this case, we were at least able to get like really quality time with, with uh, these brokerages and they were able to help craft, give us guidance, help craft our solution. So as we were developing it, when you've got it, you know, when you're doing a startup, especially software startup, there's so many different ways you can zig or zag and 
trying to figure out what are the most important pain points to address first. And that priority uh, is probably like the determines the life or death of, of many startups. And so to that point, we were able to get really good guidance on a solution that would help brokers the most provide real value to their clients. Uh, so we weren't able to, we didn't have to do it in a vacuum. We were able to really work uh, and get feedback from from our broker partners. And it sounds like they were working with you really even in the development of of what you were building, right? From the big from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, exactly. I think at that point we had it like we had like a minimal viable product, but there was a lot of functionality that we that we were really ramping up. We had really a skeleton crew. We were bootstrapping at the time, and and. Uh, from that point on, we were able to um, get a lot of feedback on development. Mm-hmm. And we actually, we actually turned down Y Combinator at the time to join wow. BTV, which, yeah, I mean, a lot of like, most people say we were in San Francisco at the time, and most of our friends were like, that doesn't make any sense at all. But <laughs> we really wanted to, we are like, we feel pretty comfortable with like tech, and we know we're dealing with a big problem here. But what we want to make sure is we can get as much buy-in and guidance from insurance brokers because this is like tracking proof of coverage or sharing proof of coverage is one of the biggest pain points for a broker. Right? It's a huge mm-hmm. cost for them. It's like takes a bunch of time. Every client of a broker knows like the pain of like having to validate or track or share proof of coverage uh, with like certificates of insurance. And, and so finding like a real world solution that, that could, be, uh, could be brought out at scale it is honestly it's really it's very impactful but it's also really difficult and so again that's why like getting feedback from these brokers was was uh, was really helpful mm-hmm. okay so in addition to the feedback that you and sort of that hands-on um you know guidance that you were getting from them you've also taken the experience with btv beyond the accelerator so talk to us about uh what kind of partnerships have come out of that experience for trust layer Oh, I, I don't, that's, it would be tough to identify all the partnerships we've gotten from, from them. Uh, right off the bat, we're probably working with, I don't know if every single one of them, but almost every single uh, BTV uh, member is a partner of ours in, in some way. Wow. Uh, at this point. So, so that has been from just like a pure economics, like that was valuable. Uh, and then one thing we also did, we wanted to really like increase the, uh, the, that like the demonstrate the buy-in mm-hmm. uh, because we know like BTV is growing and like they've got a whole bunch of uh, really great other startups coming along. So one other thing we did was in our funding rounds, we happen to have like a fancy venture fund, a couple of fancy venture funds that led our, our seed in our series A. Um, we had Propel and Abstract and then most recently Craft led our, led our series A. Mm-hmm. But Separate from that, we also brought in as investors, I think we're at like 23 of the top 100 brokerages and carriers. So like, yeah. that was another way that the BTV crew has, was, was really vital, uh, really helpful. Uh, and I know they've now like, I think they've like created like a fund in a little bit more structured way, which is, which is great. Uh, but in this case, originally it was just like individual investments coming in from, from their members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, uh, and so that was another way that was proved to be really, really helpful uh, by getting like that advice and guidance, not just from like our participation in the accelerator, but having them participate in our in our uh, past two funding rounds. 
So we actually, um, we spoke with um, Holmes Murphy, CEO and BTV co-CEO Dan Keough um, after one of those funding rounds of yours where um, they were, I believe, an investor as well as other BTV participants, as you mentioned. And we we talked to him about, asked him about that. And he said that, you know, in particular, it was you and your team um, were really a large part of the value that they saw in Trustlayer. And he really focused in on, um, I think he said you all could, could do anything as a team, um, you know, any other kind of business, and it would probably be successful. So talk to me about your leadership philosophy and how you built your team. Well, Dan, if you're listening to this podcast, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I'm going to record this bit and send it to my mom. Uh, I have an article where he, like, he's quoted. I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, the flywheel is working, Dan. Um, uh, honestly, like the, I think it comes down to, it comes down to empowerment. Uh, and I saw this at, I saw this when talking to Vic over at M3. I saw this when talking to Dan over at Holmes Murphy and the other, and many of the other uh, brokers uh, that we were, had a chance to work with. Uh, where it just came to like empowering your team uh, and then also like getting out of their way. So by setting like big goals, big lofty like goals, getting your team the resources and then trying to empower them as much as possible uh, has been, at least for, at least at this stage of our company, like that is, that is the, um, that is like the, the, the primary objective uh, that I have. Uh, thankfully now we're at that spot where we can, we can really, we have a fair amount of momentum behind us. So we're able to get just incredible people that have been super successful with other startups as well. Mm-hmm. Our uh, head of product just came from, uh, he was previously head of product over at Indio, mm-hmm. uh, another like very successful InsureTech uh, and also has experience working with Applied. Uh, so like bringing in people that have previously been a very successful uh, earlier stage companies, and then also have like deep experience in the insurance industry because the insurance industry can be very complicated and it's important that you have like experts on the team that can guide you so you don't create something that's just theoretically going to help, but actually helps in like the day-to-day life of a broker or risk manager or anyone else that has to track or, or, or simply validate proof of coverage. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, because you did mention that you've really built the team up over the past couple of years. Have you all uh, struggled with the, you know, the war for talent, the great resignation that I know in insurance, everyone I talk to is talks about it. So I'm just curious if you all are seeing the same kind of issues or if, if maybe there's a difference in what you're doing tech related or the kind of talent you attract. So, no, we haven't. We have seen challenges with with hiring. In a, in a different way. Uh, I think we're fortunate enough that because we're like a insure tech that's got momentum, like we have, there's a lot of interest in, in what we're, what we're uh, building. Uh, and so in that way, I think we've had a good influx of candidates. What has been really challenging for us has been, we had three people before the pandemic and we were like mostly remote and trying to build an environment, trying to build a, a team in a remote environment is complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, you can't like lean over to the side of, you know, to the, your colleague next to you and just have like a two minute conversation. It's like people, if they're working in their house, they had to be like more intentional 
that's one thing if you've already got a company that's been up and running for a long time, people, everyone knows their jobs. Uh, and you kind of do the same thing that previous people did uh, in that role. But when 95% of the roles are brand new, the, the like jobs and descriptions haven't been fully like baked out yet, or they're still evolving. And to that point, that has been comp complicated where we've seen like some people, if they're, you have to just be more intentional by like reaching out to your colleagues or to share what you're working on. And, and so that part has been challenging. And we've also seen like in some cases, like for example, I have a, a, a woman that works here, uh, somewhat a little bit more junior, but she's in the office every day. And she has just like crushed it because she can just overhear in, in, in one of the few people that have been in the office for a long period of time. And like, she's been able to just learn through osmosis or just overhearing conversations. So she's just really been able to like accelerate her growth, which we're all really proud of her. And like, she's just an incredible addition to the team. Uh, but it, it just, for me, it reinforces the difficulty of onboarding and training staff in a remote environment, especially mm -hmm. when you're like a, a newer company. Yep, I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, so moving on to one more question about the accelerator. What advice do you have for new participants or companies that are considering applying for the BTV accelerator? Do it. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that common. So, I mean, if you're going to be in insurance, I'm not aware of another accelerator that's out there that offers the same level of buy in from brokers. So, to that point, I really thought the BTV, I, I mean, they're, they're in a unique spot where they've got like real buy. And now they have carriers, and I think they've got a few underwriters, or excuse me, they've got a few wholesalers. So to that point, if you're going to be in this industry and you want to work with the industry, you can use a great community to join. That was John Thor of Trustflare. I hope you enjoyed our conversation on the Broker Tech Ventures Accelerator. You can find more Leaders Ed podcasts at SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.